The Islanders face the Flyers tonight in a rematch of Saturday's game, but will we see old-time hockey? Plus, some honors for Ilya Sorokin and some questions about Matthew Barzal. We've got all that and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if you have something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment about something we've said, or maybe a topic you'd like us to explore on a future episode, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR VSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am also live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So follow along for some instant insight and analysis. And hey, make a comment, send me a DM. It's always great to interact with Islanders fans. Game time and every time. So uh, that is uh, what I am looking forward to, and I hope to hear from you soon. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. First off, uh, an honor for Ilya Sorokin. Sorokin named the NHL's third star of the week for last week. Now, Sorokin... Went 3-0, led all netminders in the NHL with 103 saves in 107 shots. So uh, a pretty impressive run there for Sorokin. And of course, the 49-save shutout last week against Edmonton, definitely a part of it. His second shutout of the year and 12th of his career by the way, that 49-save shutout, third most in Islanders history. Only Yaroslav Halak, who had 51, and Glenn Healy, who had 50, uh, have topped that. And it's also the third most shots in a shutout this season in the NHL. So congratulations to Ilya Sorokin. By the way, if you were wondering, Jason Robertson and Josh Morrissey were the first and second stars of the week. 
behind Sorokin. Robertson had six goals in four games and eight points. Morrissey, seven points, three goals, seven points in four games. But uh, congratulations to Ilya Sorokin, a well-deserved win as the third star of the day. Another update, Robin Sallow, who was sent down to Bridgeport on loan for Sunday's game, recalled immediately, returned from Bridgeport. So that loan is, well, needless to say, short-term. And uh, he is back on the big club. And again, I think that it was very, very smart of the Islanders to send him down on loan and get him some ice time. The worst thing that can happen to Robin Sallow right now at this stage in his development is that he doesn't play. And I think it is better for him to be in Bridgeport and playing every game and logging 22, 25, 26 minutes a game rather than being the seventh defenseman on the Islanders and not playing. You know, he's played in, what, four games in the NHL all year. So I like that move by uh, the Islanders and Lou Lamorello to send him down, get him some ice time, and uh, I'd like to see him play a little bit more at the NHL level but right now, because uh, Sebastian Ajo is playing so well, that's not going to happen right away. We also have a, an email that uh, wanted to uh, read, and this one is from Robert in Great Neck. Uh, hey, Gil, I really enjoy your podcast. I'm a lifelong Isles fan. Going back to my years as a Hofstra student in the 70s, and remember fondly our four-game playoff comeback series in 1975 the coliseum was electric that seemed to be the statement that this was a team with character that could win it all with a couple of added ingredients and what a run they had i finally got season tickets when they moved to ubs to take my grandchildren to the game i have to take mild issue with your defense of matthew barzal granted he is playing very good hockey but without a doubt he has to shoot the puck more often it seems to me he's missing some scoring opportunities. Best regards, Robert from Great Neck. Robert, first of all, thank you for the email and for sharing your memories of uh, the Islanders all the way back to that magnificent comeback, down 3 nothing, winning the series in seven games against Pittsburgh in 1975. That was sort of the series that gave birth to the Islanders' dynasty in a lot of ways. But with regards to Matthew Barzal, I agree with you. I, I, I am not going to sit here and tell you that, you know, being the best player on this team offensively, the fact that in 23 games, Barzi has two goals, which puts him on pace for about seven goals for the season. Yeah, that's not an acceptable number. But the reason I'm not being too harsh on Barzi is this. He's got 23 assists in 23 games, and he is shooting the puck more. Now, should he shoot it even more than that? He's got, you know, 2.3, let's say, 2.2, 2.3 shots per game, as I do the math quickly in my head. Uh, among Islanders forwards right now, he is fourth on the team in shots on goal with 53 Parise, Zach Parise ahead of him at 58, Anders Lee 59, 
and Brock Nelson with 71. Noah Dobson has 67, but obviously uh, he's a defenseman. To me, Barzi is shooting the puck more often than he did last year. And the fact that he's doing that in spite of the fact that he's not scoring a lot of goals is encouraging to me. Does he still pass more than he should? Does he still need to look to shoot even more? Yeah, I, I absolutely think that he does. But I think he's making progress. And the fact that he does have not just a point per game through 23 games, but literally an assist per game is why I'm not being too hard on him. But Robert, I think you're right. He still does need to shoot more. And it's not just him. I think, you know, we're seeing... Uh, a little bit more from Anthony Bevilier lately, trying to shoot the puck a little bit more. J.G. Pajot could shoot a little bit more. Kyle Palmieri uh, could shoot a little more. We all know Josh Bailey needs to shoot. And, and some of these guys are predominantly playmakers. But, you know, even someone who is predominantly a playmaker needs to take advantage of their opportunities and shoot the puck when they have a good scoring chance. And that is something I hope as the season goes on, we see more and more of from uh, Matthew Barzal and a lot of the other Islanders forwards. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast when we come back. Will tonight's game against the Flyers go back to old-time hockey from the 80s and the 90s uh, after all of the extracurricular activities we saw at the end of the game on Saturday? We have a full preview of tonight's game and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from Football, the basketball, you got the World Cup going on right now in soccer, esports. Hey, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Hey, maybe you're confident that the Islanders will send the Flyers to their 11th straight loss. Check out the latest odds at betonline.net. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So I'm going to say something. It may be a little bit controversial, but I think that the Islanders need to put Ross Johnston into the lineup tonight against the Philadelphia Flyers. Why? Well, we saw what happened in the game on Saturday at UBS Arena where the Flyers kind of rough things up a little bit. And, you know, you had Tony D'Angelo going after Oliver Wallstrom. They dropped the gloves. Uh, You had Scott Mayfield and Nicholas Delorier dropping the gloves. 
Both of them got 10-minute misconducts and two-minute roughing penalties. And then Rasmus Ristolainen and Matt Martin. And then Zach McEwen at the end of the game going after Simon Holmstrom a little bit. So, you know, look, the Flyers right now are a frustrated team. They have lost 10 games in a row. This is not the, the, the Broad Street bullies of the 70s. There is no Dave Schultz. There is no, you know... Hound Dog Kelly or Moose DuPont or, uh, you know, Seleski. That's not this team. But when you're losing 10 straight and you're frustrated and things are not going your way, I think that it is very possible that we see the Flyers try to get a little revenge on Oliver Wallstrom for, you know, they went after him, the hit he put down that led to that fight was a clean hit and yet D'Angelo went in and and went after Wallstrom it would not surprise me to see the Flyers come out physical and try to get after Wallstrom maybe to get after Mayfield and look the one thing you don't want to see more than anything you don't want to see Wallstrom or Anders Lee or Brock Nelson or you know, any of the Islanders' uh, skilled players suffering a broken hand or any other injury for that matter because they end up dropping the gloves. And I was glad that Oliver Wallstrom stuck up for his teammate, uh, you know, and and, and defended himself and and ended up, you know, dropping the gloves uh, with Tony D'Angelo. You got to do that. That's that's part of hockey, right or wrong. That's part of the code. But I want to see, I think, to me, if it were up to me, I play Ross Johnston. Maybe you sit Josh Bailey. Maybe you sit somebody else. I don't know. But I would play Ross Johnston, and I would start him. If the Flyers go after anyone, Ross the boss is already on the ice. And hopefully, by doing that, you you end whatever's going to happen right away, and then the teams can settle down and just play hockey. But I also think at any point, you know, if the game gets out of hand, if the Islanders are up 4-1 to one in the third period, and that would be a great problem to have, it wouldn't surprise me if the Flyers try to even up what they perceive to be some scores. So we have to see, but I would play Ross Johnston for sure tonight if I were Lane Lambert, and we'll see if they do it. Meanwhile, the game coming up, against the Flyers. It's a 7.30 Eastern time start. Uh, It is on ESPN Plus in Philadelphia, so uh, can't watch it on the usual MSG network. We know Felix Sandstrom was the goalie in the last game because the last game the Flyers played, they played the Islanders on Saturday. So both teams are equally rested We'll probably see Carter Hart, assuming he's healthy. Hart got off to an amazing start this year, but has since come back down to earth. 6-5-4 is his record this year, a 2-8-5 goals against and a 9-15 save percentage. But after the first seven or eight games of the year, his save percentage was around 9-40, and his record was like 6-1 or 5-1 or something like that. So certainly Carter Hart has cooled off. Look, a lot of it with this Flyers team, they're not as bad as 11 losses in a row. 
But you look at this injury list, Travis Konecki, Scott Lawton, day-to-day. I don't know if we'll see them or not tonight. James Van Riemsdyk on IR. Cam Atkinson out. Ryan Ellis done for the year, maybe for his career. Sean Couturier on IR. Bobby Brink on IR. Wade Allison on IR. It is a very difficult uh, situation for the Philadelphia Flyers, who weren't expected to be, you know, a contending team anyway, uh, to come out and deal with all these injuries. And you look at the numbers, it ain't pretty for the Flyers. It's just not. They are 30th in the league out of 32 teams in goals scored, 22nd in goals against, and if you take out the first, let's say, six or seven games, they're even lower percentage-wise. Their power play, dead last in the league, just 14.3% conversion rate. And the PK is just 25th in the league, killing off 73.5% of the penalties they face. They are 30th, uh, as in they take a lot of penalties in penalty minutes, and their shooting percentage is 30th. So it's not been a pretty game or year right now for the Flyers, but they're dangerous. They're like a wounded animal. They're going to be in front of their home crowd, and the Islanders have to take them seriously to get the two points and extend Philadelphia's losing streak to 11 and the Islanders' winning streak to 5. The lineup, well, here's what we saw from them on Saturday. Kevin Hayes, the center of the top line with Noah Cates and Owen Tippett on either side of him. Morgan Frost, Kiefer Bellows, the former Islander, and Zach McEwen are the second line. Tanner Lisinski centers the third line with Nicholas Delorier to his left, Joel Farabee to his right, and Lucas Sedlak. Jackson Cates and Patrick Brown are the fourth line. Ivan Provorov and Tony D'Angelo are the top defensive pair. Travis Sanheim and Justin Braun, the second pair. And then Nick Seeler and Rasmus Ristolainen are the third pair. The goalies... Uh, Again, have not changed, so it's probably going to be Carter Hart in goal uh, for the Flyers. But again, it could again be Felix Sandstrom. It'd be interesting to see uh, what the Islanders do. Very possible we see Varley, but uh, could be Sorokin as well, especially since he's been so, so good as of late. So... Interesting game tonight for the Islanders, and hopefully one they can pull off, and hopefully things don't get too out of hand when it comes to the extracurriculars, but I think you got to play Ross Johnston to be ready in case anything extracurricular does take place. We have got more to get to on today's show. We've got some final thoughts about tonight's game, plus we've got our Islanders' birthday of the day, a Finn who came over and played parts of three seasons with the Islanders in the mid to late 80s. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And today is the 57th birthday of former Islanders winger Ari Haan Pa'a. Drafted by the Isles in the fourth round back in 1984, Han Pa'a, pretty big, uh, six foot one, which was very big in the mid 80s, 
but only 185 pounds, so he was big, but he wasn't uh, thick or heavy. Joined the Islanders for the first time in 85-86, played in 18 games that year, had seven assists. In 86-87, 41 games with the Islanders, six goals, 10 points. And then one more game with the Isles in 87-88, spending most of his time in the AHL that year in Springfield, then went back to his native Finland and closed out his career with a season in Austria and a season in Germany, retiring at the end of the 1997-98 season. And for his career, 60 career NHL games, 6 goals, 17 points, 37 penalty minutes, and he played in six playoff games, all of these games with the Islanders. He had no points in the six postseason games and 10 penalty minutes. We go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders. March 10th, 1987, the old igloo in Pittsburgh. Islanders and Penguins, Kelly Rudy in net for the Islanders. Jill Malash, the goalie for the Pens. And early on in the game, it went scoreless through the first period. But in the second, Brent Sutter off for slashing. Pittsburgh power play, Mo Mantha puts Pittsburgh up 1-0. His sixth, Mario Lemieux and Dan Quinn with the assist. But the lead doesn't last long. The Islanders strike back less than a minute and a half later. Miko Makala, his 21st from Brian Trottier and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Ariha Anpa'a. That ties the game at one. The Islanders then go on a power play. Doug Bodger is off for holding, and Brent Sutter makes him pay. His 27th from Randy Boyd and Brian Trottier at 547. That made it 2-1 Isles. And then Dwayne Sutter said, hey, if my brother can score, so can I. His 12th, Pat LaFontaine and Richard Crom, the assist at 1330. 3-1 Isles after 40 minutes. In the third period, <clears throat> our Islanders' birthday of the day, Arihan Pa'a, his fifth of the year, Mike Bossy and Randy Boyd, the assist at 632. That makes it 4-1 Isles, but then the Islanders get into some penalty trouble of their own <clears throat> with a double minor on Gerald Diddick for roughing. Dan Quinn scores on the power play. His 26, Terry Raskowski and Doug Bodger, the assist, and it's a 4-2 game. Then Dan Quinn pulls Pittsburgh to within 4-3. His 27th from Bodger at 9-30. But Mike Bossy says that's enough. His 37th, Brian Trache and Richard Crom, the assists. An empty netter by Crom. His 11th from Trache and Brent Sutter at 18-25. And the Islanders win it by a score of 6-3 for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Ari Pa'a. One goal, one assist, a plus one. He had the game-winning goal, and he had two shots on goal. Kelly Rudy, 20 saves to earn the win. Islanders outshooting the uh, the Penguins 24-23 to in what was a physical and fairly evenly played game. So, again, we wish uh, Ariha Anpa'a uh, a very happy 57th birthday. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, the native of Finland, a part of the Islanders for three seasons in the mid to late 80s. So tonight, uh, again, 
my big concern for this Islanders team at this point. I'm happy with the wins, four in a row. I'm happy with the way this team bounces back when they get off to slow starts. I'm still waiting for that 60-minute consistent effort. And I'm not saying you got to be the dominant team for all 60 minutes. There, This is a game. The other team gets paid, too. They're going to have moments where they play better than you do. But what you need to see, what you don't want to see very much, is for five or ten minutes at a time that the Islanders are sloppy, that they're back on their heels, that they can't clear the puck, that they're turning it over at their own blue line or at center ice and creating very good scoring opportunities for the other team. These are things that seem to happen to this team consistently for chunks of every game. And to me, the Islanders need to clean that up. And look, you're going to lose some shifts. You're going to have some time when the other team is taking the play to you. But it can't be 10 minutes at a time or half a, you know, half a period, 8 minutes, 10 minutes, 12 minutes. You've got to balance things out and be more consistent. And that, to me, is the goal the Islanders need to have. You do that, you're going to win a lot more games than you lose. And I think this Islander team is more than capable of winning tonight. These are the points you're supposed to get. The teams below you in the standings. The, the Metropolitan Division is going to be a dogfight. And even though the Islanders are in second place, they're not guaranteed anything. So you want to make the playoffs? You got to get two points in games like this one against the Flyers. Tomorrow, we'll be back with our key takeaways from tonight's game against the Flyers. And we'll have our weekly farm report. So make sure you join us for that. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.